You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line with me today, we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today? Hey, Jeff. Uh, great to be with you. Uh, exciting things are going on in our markets here, and uh, I'm looking forward to this uh, little chat we're going to have. Excellent. So this week, a lot of interesting things happened as far as uh, the movement of physical gold and silver. What are your thoughts, Eric, in terms of what's been happening over the last week or so? Well, we probably should go back to the last two Fridays, and particularly last Friday. I mean, we have a big move on uh, two Fridays ago, a big move last Friday. We we are looking like we got a pretty good move going here today with a gold over 1200 and uh, silver around 1650 And I can tell you that it's just a matter of time here before the physical markets overtake the paper markets. We've had some stunning news releases we had in gold, for example, 106 tons was imported into India. I think it was up something like 200% year over year. Um, and we know that uh, China's consuming about 200 tons a month. So now you're at 306 tons between the two countries. Uh, we know that mint sales have been strong uh, around the world. Uh, the Royal Canadian Mint is out of uh, gold, uh, maples, for example. Uh, the U.S. Mint is allocating silver. Uh, there's so many signs of huge demand. We saw Russia increase their imports of gold substantially. And, you know, we only produce about 220 tons a month. So we're looking at what is likely to be 400 tons of demand on a monthly basis. And you have to ask yourself, well, where's the extra 200 tons coming from? 200 tons is a lot of money and a lot of gold. There probably aren't uh, 15 groups that own 200 tons of gold, and they're all countries. So some central bank, some country is providing this gold because the demand is way in excess of the supply, and it can't continue without gold prices exploding. Uh, We should also turn to uh, silver. We had a report that... uh, India imported 40 million ounces of silver in the month of October. Uh, I think we mined something like 66 million ounces a year. Uh, and when you import, uh, when you change your imports by such a massive amount, I think it was up by 250% in India alone. This is not for industrial consumption. Industrial consumption doesn't change much month to month. This is for people investing in silver. And here we have one country uh, consuming 60% of the world's silver supply in one month. And it, it's just an impossibility. And, and quite frankly, they're probably consuming 100% of the silver available for investment because only half of the 66 million ounces per year is available for investment, i.e. 33 million ounces a month, sorry, a month. And yet they imported 40 million. They bought all the silver that was available for investment and some in the month of October. Uh, As I mentioned, we see the shortage of uh, silver eagles in the U.S., silver maples in Canada. The premiums are going higher. I just think that what the central planners have have caused to happen here by knocking prices down in the paper market for whatever bizarre reason they have, I presume as part of the currency war, um, they've caused the demand to outstrip supply by a very, very wide margin. We see lease rates in gold going up. 
we see the uh, the outstanding uh, COMEX positions in both December gold and December silver are way beyond the supply in those two exchanges. We have um, effectively about, I'm going to call it four and a half trading days left because first notice day is Friday of next week. Thursday's Thanksgiving, so COMEX is not open. It's a half-day session on Friday. And I think the outstanding in gold is something like 20 million ounces, 20 million ounces, which would be about a quarter of the world's uh, production in a year. Uh, I think the inventories, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the inventories are, but I think it's something like 8 million ounces of inventories available on the COMEX. In silver, we're about three, over 300 million ounces still outstanding. Uh, the inventory, the dealer inventory, I think are something in the 60 million area. So as I've commented before in the last few weeks, as we get towards this, this expiry of December options, we may see some incredible delivery demands on COMEX. Imagine if the, China, the uh, Indians bought 40 million, the COMEX settlements are 20 million. I mean, there's 100 percent of the monthly production right there. And I haven't even gone to the mint sales, which are skyrocketing in all countries. So I think we're set up for some serious fireworks here. We had China reduce interest rates, and everybody got excited. Of course, it's again, it's it's everyone's using monetary policy, whether it's zero interest rates or printing money, uh, to try to stimulate their economies. And of course, it hasn't been working anywhere. We have all the the PMIs are weak in most countries, including China, including uh, uh, Europe, including the U.S. And we keep we keep trying this monetary experiment. And there's one place of safety with this monetary experiment, and that's gold and silver. And we are seeing the world's population go there to the, I'm sure, um, very deep concerns of the central planners. Because if gold breaks out here, it will be a sign that something is amiss in the monetary system. We have more and more people commenting on the fact that the QEs don't work. They have not worked, period. And they will never work. You just imagine uh, savers in Germany with a negative interest rate now. I mean, that is the most bizarre situation. And why would somebody put their money in a bank at a risky financial institution when they can just put it in gold and silver, have it in their own possession, not have to worry about a bail-in, not have to pay for the right to put money in a bank that's um, obviously, for the most part, undercapitalized. So I think we're set up for great, great things here. It's been a long time coming. I think we should all be thankful that the paper pushers decided to push the price so low that uh, it stimulated investment demand. So I, I think things should be uh, very exciting going forward here. We've been waiting a long time for this. It's been setting up for a long time. Uh, as I've commented before, December expiries and COMEX are going to be very serious here. And we may have a lot of fireworks, particularly with gold having uh, pushed through uh, $1,200 here and silver. looks like it's having a similar trajectory. So keep the faith. I think uh, everything's going to work out in the end. And just listen to you talk, Eric. I mean, we, we've seen as well within the Swiss referendum, support has gone down 38%. Do you think that could play a part in all of this in terms of the movement of gold? Or do you think things are pretty much set in terms of how they're going to work out? <laughs> well, I sort of chuckle when I think about the Swiss referendum because, you know, let's say there even was a yes vote. Look, the central planners will do everything in their power not to have things manifest themselves. We're already seeing that with the German repatriation. It's a joke. And uh, even if the Swiss voted yes, I'm sure 
the Swiss National Bank would find some way to delay whatever. They probably can't even get any gold. I mean, imagine if the Swiss came in to buy another extra 100 tons a month. Now we got 500 tons of demand in the 200-ton market. I mean, it's just bizarre. As you know, the, the suggestion is it might likely be a no vote, but even if it was yes vote, they would find some way of delaying it or do some weird leasing arrangement or some damn thing because all these central banks are in it together. I find it very interesting that India is now talking about limiting imports of gold. I mean, it's just such a bizarre theory. Gold imports should not go in your trade balance. They're not a trade item per se. They are a saving. It's not like oil that you consume the next day. Gold, you don't. It's, it's wealth, the store of wealth. And Switzerland reports their capital account without using gold. India should do the same. It's just it's just cockamamie that the Indian Central Bank talks about that or the government talks about it. It's because they've been given the edict uh, by the central plan is, hey, you got to stop your people. Yet again, just like they did in May of 13, stop them from buying all this gold because we have a shortage. And, and the shortage has been manifesting itself for a long time. I wrote an article in 2012 asking whether the central banks really had any gold left. I think they're running on fumes here. And uh, we're going to have our day in the sun. Wonderful, Eric. Well, I think we're on the way up. And uh, as usual, we'd like to thank you for joining us here in the weekly wrap-up. And we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. Always my pleasure, Jeff. Hope everyone has a great day. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprout Mini News. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.